Hello, welcome to the Power of Technology podcast by Dell Technologies. I'm Danielle Burton, Product Marketing Manager, and on my team, and here today with us is Nick Brackney. Hey, Nick. How are you doing, Daniel? I am good. Um, we have a awesome topic today for you guys. Some buzzword that we're seeing all over the internet, all over Twitter, all over LinkedIn, modern data infrastructure. And Nick, I know you're very familiar with this topic. Even at Dell Technologies World, in the Dell Expo booth, one of our largest areas was literally named modern data infrastructure. Nick, can you uh, break that down for us, explain it a little bit more in layman terms? Yeah, I think what we wanted to do with this frame uh, framework and then how we're talking about this is we really wanted to get people to understand how things have really evolved and changed over the years when it comes to their data centers, uh, from automation to energy efficiency, to you know being able to be more flexible about where things are are going as far as you know embracing other um, you know other technologies such as cloud, and then also you know security is always top of mind. It's a big deal. Uh, so also how uh, you know security and data protection are built into a lot of the work that we're doing uh, to enable our customers in the data center. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm sure our listeners, you know, are used to this kind of topic. Is there uh, anything else you want to dive into on that? Yeah, I think there's like, it's really interesting is that, uh, you know, years ago, uh, if you had looked at the data center uh, and you looked at the public clouds, uh, it made a lot of sense to be moving uh, to the public clouds because a lot of the capabilities uh, were only found in those environments. And what we're seeing right now is a shift back uh, where people are starting to really consider uh, the data center on more and more for more of the workloads uh, because, uh, you know, with things like automation and, you know, infrastructure as code uh, and, and, and a lot more of automation across, you know, the business units, uh, you know, CICD pipelines, stuff of that nature, uh, they're, they're really seeing that they can they can get that those benefits and the agility uh, from the data center as well. Awesome. Awesome. So besides that, what's really driving this shift towards public cloud, private cloud, aside from obviously the massive amounts of data that we all generate every day? What what can you really nail down that's that's driving this shift? I was going to say, boy, you stole the headline from me. Uh, <laughs> it, it is the data that's driving this. You know, it, it's really, you know, as you think about it, um, every aspect of these businesses is coming online. It's becoming digitized. And uh, what's good about that is, is one, you know, we're seeing that, you know, with applications and you're able to build a better experience a lot of the times for your customers. And on the back end, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, interactions with customers, uh, with machines, uh, exhaust a lot of data. And that data um, can be analyzed. It can, you know, be brought into AI models and that can add, you know, brand new value. So that's, that's really what we're seeing is that as more things go digital, uh, more and more data is collected, and these environments become more important, uh, you know, both public cloud and private cloud and the hybrid uh, nature of the two, uh, that you have your house in order for, for you to be able to scale and meet this need. So true, so true. And I, I totally stole the answer right away from you. So my bad, but uh, let's talk more about cloud. Why is cloud such an important part of this story? Because nowadays you just see hashtag cloud, hashtag hybrid cloud, hashtag multi-cloud. I mean, it's everywhere. So can you uh, can you break that down for us? Yeah, I think years ago, there was this uh, misconception that maybe uh, the data center would go away and that everything would be moving to the public cloud. And that really hasn't been borne out in, in what we're seeing from most organizations. Most organizations are finding that they it's a mix of the two that they need. 
And, and th this is really because uh, I think one, no one holds a you know, monopoly on innovation. And two, there's a lot of great, you know, rich uh, uh, types of applications or services that people are able to take advantage of in the public cloud. And so, you know, when it comes down to it is you have to do the math, you kind of have to think through um, what your application and business needs are, uh, what's a core competency, what's something that maybe makes sense to outsource. Uh, so, you know, a good example of that is always, you know, Exchange and Office 365. Uh, did it make sense for every organization on the planet to operate their own email server? Is there enough value in doing that? Maybe, maybe not. It all depends on your privacy requirements or your uh, your data requirements, data sovereignty, those kinds of things. Uh, but but because of that, we're seeing that both of these environments continue to thrive, and that's why we've been investing in in you know uh, supporting uh, our customers and their data needs uh, wherever they are. You know, we're working closely with cloud providers. Uh, with, with all of the Kubernetes and containers distributions. And, you know, we've been doing some great work bringing our public, our, our, our IP up into the public cloud, you know, our storage and our, our data protection softwares, as well as bringing, you know, the, 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 the public cloud down into the data center with things like, you know, uh, Apex cloud platforms for Azure. Yeah, yeah. Two things that you said really stuck out to me. One was emails does everyone need their own email server and two is security and that just makes me think i don't know about you nick but i get an email once a month if not every other week about some kind of data breach about you know this or that company that i subscribe to has had a data breach and my password may have been affected you know security it's always top of mind what are some things to watch out for with security and modernization yeah, I think one of the biggest things is you think about it, uh, especially with public cloud, uh, you had a lot of people who uh, maybe for years and years and years and maybe even decades, they've been establishing a perimeter, they've been establishing a way of doing things um, in the data center, and then you move to a new environment that's open by default. And, and so that can be a tricky situation, understanding the shared responsibility model, what's on your plate, what's on the vendor's plate. Um, and that's where a lot of things go wrong, typically. You know, I always say the hyperscalers are doing a great job of security, but uh, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, onus on, on the, the customer to get it right when they're using simple IaaS. Um, and alongside that, you know, you talked about some of it's not, it, it's it's really, it's it's almost unavoidable at this point. You know, there are a lot of bad actors out there um, and, and you have to be right 100% of the time. They just have to get lucky one time for you to have a problem. And so that's why things like zero trust are starting to, to really become very interesting in, in this space. And also why data protection might be a big component of zero trust, right? You know, hey, if I can't trust that that somebody's not going to get in, you know, if, if, if I can't trust um, all these communications, then I have to have a way to have that, that gold copy backup that I know will be there just in case something should ever go wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. Brings to mind, you know, always backing up your phone in the cloud, always backing up this and that. It is so important, just like in my personal life, let alone a business who is responsible for millions and millions of customers' private information. For sure. Yeah. So Nick, this this has been super awesome. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna call out to our subscribers? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, we're always here to help uh, for our customers and, uh, you know, organizations that are, are going through this. And, and sometimes that's that's one of those things where you, you need an external person to help you uh, come look at through and think through the strategy, you know, whether it be cloud, whether it be, um, you know, lowering the energy costs in your data center or embracing automation in the data center. 
uh, or even setting up a security or a backup plan. So there's a lot of ways in which, you know, we, we can help, you know, organizations think through these problems. That's, that's one of the things I always try to recommend. You know, it was a big part of our, our conversation at Dell Tech World was, hey, you know, make sure you're taking advantage of this, make sure you're taking advantage of the assessments that we have available um, because we can help you uh, think through these problems. Awesome, Nick. That all sounds super relevant and super important for our customers, partners, and potential new customers. So Nick, it was awesome having you on today. Thanks so much. Always good to talk to you, my fellow co-worker. <laughs> thank you very much. Awesome. So thank you so much for listening to The Power of Technology by Dell Technologies. If you are interested in data protection, cybersecurity, and any more deep dives on that topic, we have a sister podcast called The Power to Protect. That's the word power, the number two, and the word protect. Thanks so much for joining, and we hope to have you on again. Nick, thanks. Thanks.